We're here, God, because you made a way for us to come and be reconciled to you through your Son who came to this earth to bleed and die and be the sacrifice for our sins, Lord. And that we could walk in a newness of life and we could enjoy and experience who you are, God. Praise be to your name, Lord. Amen. Let's do it. This is the Word of God. This is the Word of God. I will walk in it. I will walk in it. Severals for quite some time here and when I say that there seems to be several and I, I can't remember that but several dynamics, several mainstays several points of exclamation that God I believe is drawing or trying and attempting to draw the church back to And that nucleus of nucleuses itself is what I want to talk about this morning and bring to you this morning because that's what means everything. <laughs> what about that love? It can be a word. It can be a song. But what matters if it's in you and lives in you you can have the most beautiful voice in the world and sing empty you can walk some kind of facade that you try to make people think that you're something when you're not the love of God is the absolute nucleus of every one of us ability even because he loved us first to even ever be saved to ever come to know him and experience him and live the life that he promises but we cannot do that in totality really not very much at all until we love him back Amen. 
Amen. See it, folks. It, that's where it starts. People can play all the church they want to play. They can say all the things they want to say. They can do things they want to do. They can have an at attitude of religiosity, whatever they want to do. But love of God is where my, what makes all the difference. Amen. Take you through some scriptures this morning. As we go to the beginning scriptures in the book of John, Gospel of John. As often that I comment upon, and sometimes it's heart rendering to you, so, but trying to keep up with things as we look on the, the world, and I know you hear me say this often, and you might get tired of it, but as we look upon the world and on a society that is seemingly loveless when it comes to anything to do with God whatsoever. And there's, there's these attempts, multiple, uncountable attempts to try to fix the issue and fix the problem and make things better. I'm going to tell you what will make it better, and that's a love for God. Because if we love God, He will see to it that things are healed and mended and granted. I said granted. So much of the time, things that we desire and that we would love to have granted to us come from the love that we have for God. Some people miss that totally. They just want because they want. Or because they got to have it. Whatever it is. You can want spiritual things and never receive them because you don't love God. At least in the aspect of Scripture. I think many miss it that we're to love God more than anything or anybody. Amen. Some people's got that completely upside down or not at all. They may never think of it. Loving God takes us places we, we just can't even comprehend. And as I look around and even if we've got, if we talk about this world we're living in, we've got to talk about the church, which I do often. And if we're going to talk about the love for God, we know of the love of God. Again, if it were not for, we wouldn't even be here. I know I've said that many times in different applications. I found myself wondering, is the love still there? Is the love for God still there? And in a big way, it seems that we see people coming and going in all kinds of different places. And, and I'm speaking in a religious term. And I ask myself, do they really know where they're going? Do they really know what they're doing? Are they just going to have a good time? Or are they just going to see somebody? Do they spend time with God alone? If you love somebody, you're going to spend time with them. Amen. You're going to talk to them. 
You're going to let them know you love them, right? This came to me this morning. It is by love that so cometh of God, and by love for God must thus goeth us. It's our calling. That's the nucleus I'm talking about. If we don't get this, we can talk all we want to talk. We can act all we want to act. We can go through all the motions we want to go through. But if you don't get this love for God down first and foremost, priority number one, I don't know what the future is going to be. Not good. And that's the world we're living in. I said it, we're living in a loveless world. Increasingly more so every day. In John's Gospel, in chapter 14, and I want to emphasize here, and uh, these scriptures are going to be very common. Here beginning about the 8th verse, your Bible may, as mine, have the heading that Christ answers Philip. I find that interesting. That's a heading. And it's talking about Jesus and Philip having a discussion. If he's answering him, there's a discussion. That points out individuality and personal relationship with the Lord. Philip is interested. So much so that he wants to talk to Jesus. Think about that one. Are people interested today that they might want to talk to Jesus? I'm talking prayer. Or is it too much of a hustle-bustle society that we got to get everything done and do what we want to do before we ever think about it? I'm going to tell you something else. If you love somebody, you're going to spend time with them. Amen. Especially God. I talked about a world of a mold a while back, or the world is a mold. I'm going to tell you what. It'll get you, and it'll snatch you up, and it'll get you squeezed into this thing where you don't have any time whatsoever for God. read. In verse 8. Chapter 14. Did I say that? Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and it suffices us or that will please us. Just show us God. And Jesus said to him, Have I been so long time with you and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? That thou hast seen me, hast seen the Father, and how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. 
Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the work, very work's sake. Touched on this a while back. I'm going to get to a point here in a minute. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. He's talking to Philip still. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandment. see what all Jesus is telling Philip he will do? I'm God. I'm the Son of God. You see. You see God. You're talking to me. There's value in talking to the Lord. Amen. Now, I know this was Jesus physical on earth. <clears throat> we still talk to God in prayer, right? Amen. Now, if you love me, keep my commandments. Now this is personal, isn't it? I will pray the Father and he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. What's the hinge? Uh -huh. Verse 16 comes off of verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide you forever and we know who that is he says even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not neither knoweth him but you know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you now, I want to stress on that verse 15 if you love me keep my commandments what commandments We can walk off and leave that one. Just leave it as it is. I, I don't know. I don't care. Doesn't matter. What commandments? <coughs> Getting ready to show you. Back in Matthew. Verse 35. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, and it actually means teacher. He's not actually giving him honor there because he's in opposition, actually. Which is the great commandment in the law? Which is the greatest? What's the most important? What's the greatest of the greatest? That's what he's asking. What's the main thing? What is the nucleus? Jesus said to him, direct and straight. He didn't beat around the bush. He didn't try to doctor things up to make it a little more pleasant or not sound so bad. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. 
Who said that? He didn't say it to fill a space in a Bible be written later. He's answering the question. He answered Philip's question. If you love me, keep my commandments. What does that mean? We got to look at that. This is the commandment. I'm going to continue. In verse 38, this is the first and great commandment. I'm serious. I've really got to stop and ask how much has many in the church wandered off completely astray of this? When you begin to have affection and love for worldly things, you are vacating your love for God, folks. And this world is nothing but a death trap. If you want to talk about the thief that cometh to kill, steal, and destroy, you get this one right here. If he can steal, kill, and destroy this right here out of your life, then he's got his foot in the door real big. Because love for God is a key element, not only in salvation, not only in living, but in everything else that is associated with God. Because when we love God with all of our heart, soul, and mind, and Luke adds, I believe it is, our strength, that gives us an enforcement of enlightenment, of power, of strength, of energy, the, some of the same things that I talked about last week. Love for God. Amen. We have to stop and ask ourselves, what's most important in our life? Maybe we should ask, what is it I'm chasing? What is it I'm wanting? And then be honest with ourselves. How much time do you spend loving God? Oh, it's just a, kind of an automatic thing. He knows I love him. Many men make that mistake about their wife. Many wives make that mistake about their Oh, oh, I just know I love him. Until one day they figure out there's just two people living in the same house. Don't really know each other at all. Now you put that in the aspect of God relationship. I believe there's people living in their house. They thought God was in there with them, but you done gone somewhere. You know why? There's got to be love. I'm not telling you God don't care about you. Yes, sir. Absolutely. It's where it's at. Continuing, I'm going to back up. And the second is likened to it is like unto it. Very much the same thing. It's connected. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Amen. What did Jesus tell Philip? If you love me, keep my commandments. There's been discussion quite a bit of discussion lately in lessons and preachings and teachings here about how we're to treat each other. Yes. How we're to love each other. we got to ask another question. John again said it in 1 John 
He said, if a man loveth not his brother, how can he love uh, that he does see? How can he love God who he don't see? He said, brother. Then I got to ask myself, where has love gone? Come on. Do you know who else operates in the midst of love? The very one that Jesus told Philip, a comforter was going to be sent back. The Holy Spirit operates in the midst of love. Not spite, not hate, not all other things. Love. Where love abounds, the Spirit of God abounds. Where love abounds, the power of God exists. Where love is radiant, there's power. Love is a powerful force. And when it's a love for God, I'll say it this way, I don't believe anything can stop you. When you have a love for God in your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you're giving it all you got, I really don't believe anything can stop you. That's true. Where did Jesus get this from? He said it here in the scriptures that he shared. Where did he get it from? You noticed in your word it's capitalized. That means it's in Old Testament. It's prophetic. Or at least it's a connection. Let's go. Deuteronomy. chapter 6. God speaking to the nation of Israel, the people of Israel at the time. Verse 4. Let's start there. That way we know who he's talking to. You there? 6-4. Deuteronomy. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. Now listen to what he's saying here. And thou shalt teach thou diligently unto thy children and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up. How's it possible to do that? I mean, this is extensive. You know how it's possible? But what he started with, loving God will bring you to the point of desiring such. Because you know God is the only way and you know what God has is good for your children. And what God has is going to bless your children. And what God has is going to do for your children. And that ties directly to your love for God because your children are going to pick up on whether you got it or you don't. shall bind them for a sign upon thy hand and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates you know my daughter they got them a redone house up in Oregon and the carpenters have got all the rough in you know if you know what rough in you still got the raw two before door entries and windows and all that she went all over that house with the Bible writing scriptures and every entrance and every window on board 
talked to me about it. Man, that's fantastic. She called me once and said, you're not going to believe this. The cleaning lady came. And she called me on the phone. She said, I've been having church down here. She said, I've been finding scriptures written all over your house. She was just totally excited. So she had to go down there, and they had what a well of a discussion. I mean, what's that do? If you love me, keep my commandments. Keep my scriptures. Listen. Verse 10, and it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he sware unto thy fathers, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things which you didn't build, and wells digged which you didn't dig, vineyards and olive trees which you didn't even plant. When you shall have eaten and be full, then beware lest thou forget the Lord. Mm. Who brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage? Yes. See, when you quit loving, you forget. Yep. Lest you forget. We've been brought out of Egypt, folks. Yes. Symbolically. Yep. Right there on that cross. Amen. Not that cross, but one like it. Out of the bondage of sin, we've been brought out. nothing we can do of ourselves by the love of God and you know and I know we didn't deserve it and nobody else has ever deserved it but he loved us enough to do it let us be found loving him in return and when we do so the, the scriptures I just read they contain like the blessings of God because of because of loving him with all you are, there's blessings to be had. There's blessings to be granted. There's blessings to hold, mainly spiritual. When you love God, get ready. The more you love God, get more ready because it's getting ready to rain in your life. Yeah. Amen. I guarantee you and I promise there's a direct comparison. Mm. See, the love for God contains joy. That's why the joy of the Lord again is our strength. The love for God contains healing. I'd be up here all day long trying to tell you what the love of God contains because it contains everything God is. Our love for God. Because when we have this kind of love for God, His love pours. over just a little bit further in Deuteronomy. <coughs> Back to it. Chapter 10, verse 12. I'm going to read it for you. Deuteronomy, verse 12. And now Israel, I'm going to say something when you see Israel, folks, I've said this before, Israel, Israelites are the people of God. Christians are the people of God. 
there, there's a correlation, a direct one. We were grafted into the original being the Israelites, the Jews, because of Christ. When Christ came and did what he did, and we received him and believed upon him, we are grafted in to the Israelites, okay? Now, Israel, what does the Lord thy God require of thee but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul? Look at this. To keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command thee this day for thy, my Bible says, good. Amen. Good. You found that out? If you do that? The more I thought about it, I had a lot of questions, really. I can't share them all here today. I don't have time. But I had a lot of questions in preparation. One of them is, where is his love found? Where's love for him found? And I think that's a personal response. People need to get a hold of You need to dig deep within yourself. I, I dig deep within myself. Becky said it earlier. Girl, there's more. Yeah, I love God, but I want to love him more. I want to apply myself in loving him more. If, if he never gives me any one thing whatsoever other than my salvation, then praise God for it. I love you, God. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Holy Spirit. We're all too often looking for something, looking for some kind of return. We've already got it. Quit looking for what you've already got. Jesus said, what do you say? What are you looking for the living among the dead for? Right. right. <laughs> Why do people look for death all over the place and never look for life? Yeah. Why are they not concerned about their love for God as much as they're concerned about all this temporal stuff that's going to be destroyed one of these days? See, love for God will bring you to a greater love for your family. Amen. Amen. Yes. I'm telling you, we're lacking. We're lacking greatly. This world is lacking. Our society, our country, our culture is lacking. Because where's love gone? Don't just don't just see love as a word, please. People speak it all the time. It's on billboards. You see it in the media. You see it on television. I don't know if they even have a clue what they're even talking about anymore. As far as genuine real love is. That person you have a relationship with, listen to me, please. Husband, love your wives in the name of God. Love her with a godly love. Wives, love your husband with a godly love. Love the people around you. Get, you, get an identification within yourself of what love for God is and do your best to get there and keep working on it. Because it has results. That's the church's main course. There shouldn't have to be a question mark on a sign out here. Does this church love God? Amen. Do the people in it love God? I heard an interesting word the other day. got Christianity, right? We're Christians, Christianity. <clears throat> churchianity. Some people, that's all they've got. It's churchianity. 
If all you got is church anthem, you ain't got a love for God. Yeah. You can't have it. You're not saying it. You're saying that something wrong with going to church. That's what churchianity is. <coughs> churchy. Churchy don't get you to heaven. Right. Churchy don't get your relationship with Jesus. That might get you fellowship with other people. Love for God is what brings you into the nucleus of God. Oh, I wish I could get this out now. It's coming too fast and too hard. I just, let me throw it at you. There it is. Get it. Get it. It's too fast. It's too powerful. The love, love for God. Love for God. Not expecting anything. Love for God. Because the love for God radiates. If, if we've got the love for God in us, this scriptural is telling us to have, as Jesus said, this is it. If you love me, keep my commandments. Amen. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Amen. Wow. question asker but you need to be one put myself number one right on the open before any of you have already done this you have to ask yourself where is my love for God you might even have to ask yourself where has my love for God gone You can allow situations of life to strip you, rob you, take away from you. You can give it up in the chasing of other things and other interests and other desires. Being bullheaded and stubborn. Throw that one in the mix. Instead of loving spiteful, vindictive, hateful. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Another question. <coughs> Relates to the one I asked last week in a way. If the church was full of the love for God. Full of the love for God. What kind of church would that church be? Amen. If my life was full of the love for God, what kind of life would my life be? Maybe it is. I hope. But if we're honest with ourselves as we should and our response to ourselves you know, used to be, used to be, used to, used to affect. The world will make a used to out of you. Sensual desires will make a used to out of you. Love for God. That's where it's at. That's where it starts. That's where it's going to end. See? Where's going to end? 
one way or the other. If you got it, or if you don't. I'm going to ask you to stand. And I've got a word to somebody, and I'm going to give it because I can't do it. <coughs> You're defiant. You're unwilling to change for anybody, even God. You have a do it my way attitude, and you need to change. <coughs> now, that's you, you need to take it. That's not love, that's not love for God. Be sensitive. Because I believe God will show you, and I don't even know who I'm talking to, but I, be, I believe God's going to tell you who you are. You go God's way. You subject yourself to change. And it might be something you've done all your life, and you know, I ain't changing. Well, you may not. All I'm doing is giving this to you. You get you in yourself in the path of a love for God, and you get your own self-interest and self-opinion out of the way, I'm going to tell you, God will take you places. But as long as you stay where you're at, you're going to remain where you're at and probably grow worse. Okay. Knowing scripturally, and I'm closing, this is the, I'm going to say it, the nucleus, the nucleus of nucleuses to do with God is loving him. That's it. That is, that's where everything else grows off of. So you have to understand, if you're not there, nothing can produce off of that. Or produce off of something that isn't there. Okay? Man. I said earlier, we all need Jesus. We not only all need Jesus, we need a greater depth of love for Jesus, for God. I'm not here before you trying to declare and make you think that I've arrived at the totality. Because I believe, I know, this is a work in progress. Loving God to this extent is a work in progress, but it is a work. It does not drop in automatically. It does not come out of thin air. It's like a lot of things we talk about. Our love for God has got to be nourished, that it be produced, that it be increased. And I believe what Jesus was saying really was this isn't in, again, like I say, it's not in a box. There's no borders to it. It's a continuing advancement in loving God more. That's what it's about. Because when we are endeavored in loving God more we're going to be a whole lot less interested in the things that try to draw us away from loving him Amen. because our energy is applied that direction Amen. you're here this morning do you have a need be real with yourself be honest with yourself your eternity may very well depend on it Think about this sermon this morning.
discuss it. Wife, what do you think? Husband, what do you think? Let's talk about this. What's our home becoming? What is your home? What's it like? If the love of God's vacant, I can probably tell you what it's like. And you can, if you've lost it, you can get it back. Of all things, the church has got to have it. And we all make the church up together. Any deviation off of that? Any termites, Tanner? we got to spray them, right? <laughs> With love. Get rid of Because there's great things to be had when we love God that way. Amen. Please pray with me. Dear God, we come in the name of Jesus as always, and we praise you and we magnify your name, Lord, and we love you, God. We are grateful, thankful, Lord, that you had the love you had for us, that you would do what you did, send your most precious, your son, God, to bleed and die for us, that sacrifice he became. That, God, we could be free of sin, Lord, and have our sins forgiven us, Lord. And not only that, but be reinstated to a relationship with you and be called your children, your sons, and your daughters. Help us to love you, God, with everything in us. Pray if there be one here today, or maybe several here today. I don't know how many, God, you know every heart. I don't want to know every heart. You do. Ask you to deal with them. Those that are really trying and really, really endeavorous, God, that are seeking you and wanting this, help them, Lord. Help them to advance. Those that, God, that are miserable because they're not. I just pray, God, if it be anybody like that here, I ask you, Lord, please just convict your hearts and stir them into a repentance, a confession to you, Lord okay to tell you I want to love you God I want to love you God I don't love you like I need to Lord I want to love you like, like you want me to it's okay if that's you then ask God he'll help you Lord we're grateful thank you in Jesus name Amen, Amen.